Okay. Yeah. Well, firstly, we have, I think we have um, bad media representation all mm. over the world. That, you know, when it comes to Nigeria, I think people are really seeing us for who, what we can do, you get, for the positive aspects of it. And really yeah. affecting us when it comes to our our athletes too, you know, international athletes. Like, imagine after we had a very good World Cup um, tournament, yeah. next thing on the media is the fact that our government are not paying. Like, I know we're planning to pay the female football team. You understand, that is yeah. already a bad uh, media representation already on our part. Welcome to another episode of the 90 Plus 5 podcast. My name is Tunji, and with me here is my co-host Mikus. And also on this special episode, we have a special, special, special guest. And she goes by the name Noelle Adidui Firsty. Noelle Adidui Firsty, welcome to the 90 Plus 5 podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm actually glad you're here today. Thank yeah. You. All right. So can you just give a just a brief introduction, let people know who um which team you support and yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um my name is um Adedoni Fosti and Noel and um I support the most decorated club in English football. I'm so proud of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a title I hold so dear to my heart. It's a title I'm very proud of. Whatever. I'm very proud of that. So I support Liverpool Football Club. Ooh, all right, all right, yeah. So she's my fellow Liverpool fan. She's my fellow Liverpool fan. Yeah, welcome. All right, without more further ado, let's go on to the business for today. Football is back, DPL is back, La Liga is back. I think all of Europe's five leagues are all back. Yeah. So a lot of things have happened. So I'll love to I'll love us to take it one time, one step at a time. This weekend's football, like what's happened, what transpired. And I think a good place to start from, yeah. Um let's not go so far, is the EPL. And we can start from um, Chelsea. I think Chelsea played this evening. Um, I don't know. Chelsea, they've spent over a billion, a billion pounds in the transfer market. The, the, I don't see poached players from other teams in the transfer market. They've done a lot of funny things. But I think at the end of the day, we're still seeing some kind of funny results from them. Mikus is our resident Chelsea fan um, so I think it's the only right for me to give you the mic to start first what's happening new manager new set of players new season same old Chelsea what's the problem yeah I, I won't even lie to you I I don't even have the words I don't have the words because mm. we saw what happened last week with Liverpool mm. and um the game was productive. I mean, that Liverpool game, I was so happy. Huh. Like, we would have lost the game, but I would be happy because we showed some life. Yeah. Finally, the Chelsea I knew and I loved, they were back. But all yeah. of a sudden, 
today i don't know what happened i don't know if it's formation i don't know if it's new players not gelling we did yeah. not just look decisive and yeah. i think that i think that is the greatest takeaway we had our chances but we're not decisive enough all right but like i think it's also worth noting that west Ham they were on the red card and they were still able to just like put in one more goal after that red card that just goes to show how I don't know, like how they must have like outclassed Chelsea in that that particular match. So I don't know what do you, what are your expectations going forward this season with that kind of performance from Chelsea, Mikos? Um, I, I think I fully expect us to recover. Now I don't know when we will recover. The truth is, um, <laughs> it might be September, it might be October, but. I, I was just checking our run of fixtures and I think there's a point where we'll play Brighton, Newcastle, like the big boys back to back to back to back. And Ooh, Brighton, Newcastle are now the big them, boys for Chelsea. I don't I don't get you please. I don't understand what you're you know, saying. We have to call why, it, why are you And yeah, that means when you see Man City, um Man City, Mayu, Arsenal, what what do you see? No. The, the truth is, uh, right now they are they are in a better place in terms of um their football. All right. And it, it's funny. I say I just I just realized what I said. I said big boys like Brighton, but to be honest, they are they are playing the best football, or one of the best football in England right now. Yeah. And so we are no match for them in this stage. Brighton will give us ten. Like I'm serious. Like they will settle down and give us ten, like this. And hmm. I think we have to we have to just wake up. Be honest. I mean, if I go on and on, I mean, my turn to a therapy section because I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm demoralized for real. It's, it's hard to so, so, wow, wow. So do you, right, right now, like with this performance, do you have any like expectation? Where do you see Chelsea finishing at the end of the season? Well, you know, you guys don't have a lot of fixtures and all. I don't know. Or do you want to reserve your expectations for now? I mean, I, I mean. I, I can reserve it, but I think anything lower than seventh or eighth will just be an utter failure. Seventh should be where we should be aiming for. <laughs> so let's let's just see how it goes from there. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, let's let's move on. Um, I think it's only right to just uh, go with the flow. Liverpool, 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 <laughs> Liverpool. We faced Bournemouth yesterday, and after three minutes, they scored a goal. I ensure that was I was shocked. I was like, Liverpool they want to start this season like this again. Then um, Luis Diaz did his thing, and from there we go back into the day the game. Noel, are they doing first thing? What were your thoughts from for that game, and what what do you think? What ex- what are your expectations for this Liverpool's new team? team? With the signing of Endo as well to the team, yeah. Okay. Um. Firstly, I must say I I love the fact that we started. We didn't start the game very well. The first twenty minutes were were shambolic, but afterwards we decided to do what we know how to do best, and mm. that is playing our kind of football. Mm. You know, the first few minutes, the first three minutes, we were we were terrible. Then it scored a goal, then VR cancelled it, then it scored another goal again in yeah. quick succession. That is that that is that is terrible. If they, yeah. I'm not sure a small team will even concede two goals, two quick goals in um in quick succession. 
but I think after the first 20 minutes, we were playing terribly, yeah? The first 20, but afterwards, we we got our mojo back. But I will just say something. I think um, we are we are the architect of our own problem. You know, when you said, they said, he who plans to, um, oh, he, he who failed to plan, yeah? Plans, plans to fail. fail. It's just yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, we have finally failed to plan. You know, others, uh, I think we, we can only draw sort of from the fact that our rivals, I also doing terribly, even after investing. I think that is the only thing we're using to control ourselves right now. But yeah. we are understaffed, we are underprepared. We found so many things when it's going wrong with the club, and it's something that it's. I think it stems right from the from the um, staff, you know, the board members, many people living, you know, all of those things. But anyways, I'm talk about. I was going to talk about the, the match we we played um, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. I I got noticed is that. Um, so many players were used out of their positions, you know. We just have to, we don't, we are playing now with stop gaps. We just want to just grind out results because the game won't wait for you to arrange your team. It's left for you to do things quickly so I'm able to meet up to your mates you get. Yeah. The, the game won't wait for you. Yeah. We have to just make make what we have, like using Gapo in midfield, which was a terrible experience against Chelsea and also another bad experience yesterday. But I think he was able to fix up in lead two because you know we're not playing an attacking side, so that yeah. I think that was what really helped us. If we are actually an attacking side, his flaws in midfield have been totally exposed. But anyways, we're able to make do with a few minutes played. Then the McAllister red card happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's something we will need to just just talk about here. Let's take a minute or two because, in my opinion, let me just, let me just keep that for now. So we'll talk about it later. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Okay. We yeah. have, we have, I think currently in the Premier League, aside Brighton and Newcastle, our front three has been on fire right from pre-season till now. I think it's been a game of, um, you, you scores, we don't say, we don't have the defense, we don't have the midfield to withstand your attack, but can yeah. you withstand our own attack? It's a game <laughs> of 5-4, yeah. I score 5. Yeah. That is what we're looking at. Okay. Yeah. So we just hope that the front three, they, they, their injury don't affect them and then they keep on this, they just keep on this form, if you understand. Yeah. If we can continue like that, see us going far this season because though it's been said that if you want to win trophies, your defense wins the trophies. But right now, we're just trying to survive in the league. So I just, I just feel like it all lies on club. You know, he has been doing his magic with the team squad he has. But this season, we're having a thinner squad. That is just the night, but we're having a thinner squad unlike other seasons. Yeah. With more effective players, our players these days, if we use a player here, we are going to see the effect. If we use another player here, if we bring another sub, we're going to see the effect. So, yeah. if we can just keep cracking our result like that for the first few weeks to the season, hopefully yeah. we get our form back. And uh, maybe if, if, if adventure we're able to sign more players, huh. maybe let's say a defender and another midfielder before the uh, transfer window closes, even if it's on loan, I don't even care. Just bring somebody that will be uh, a stop guard also, but will be someone with nice. Um, Balling abilities, and I'm good to go for the season. Let's see what the season holds. All right, all right. I, I'd well, personally, I believe I believe in club, I believe in the team. But like you said, I looked at our bench, and tears tears rolled down my eyes because I was not, I could not see anybody who could make a difference in that bench. The, the likes of them, Origi back then. Maybe Binamino, the likes of maybe an Oxlade Chamberlain to just come in and just do something funny and maybe give us that dive minutes. 
um, results. I'm not seeing anything like that in our bench anymore. So I really don't know how we're going to like survive without having a good like squad depth, like you rightly mentioned. And I've said on this podcast before, and I'm going to say it again: Liverpool has always been one transfer window late. This midfield rebuild that we're working on now is what we should have done, I think, last summer. Now, right now, Liverpool is beginning to have a defensive, a defense problem. Like, I'm just sensing that these are our defenders, they will not be able to take us through till the end of the season. And Liverpool is not saying anything about buying an additional man at the back. Liverpool is not even, I don't think Klopp even would even agree that we have a defensive um problem right now till when it becomes really really bad next cm transfer window maybe next summer transfer window will start um becoming very very uh desperate for another defender well that is what it is let's see how how that goes so i think let's just use a minute and talk about this McAllister stuff because for me it was really really absurd i don't really understand the way vr works nowadays and I think maybe you guys can shed some light for me because in my opinion that was in no way a red card that was in no way a red card but Mekos I don't know if you were able to see the match I don't know what you think about it okay Noel I didn't first see so what um, were your thoughts uh, what are your thoughts about the McAllister's red card Okay, um, I will answer from the from a fan perspective, you know, from a um, Liverpool fan perspective. Firstly, it was it was a late tackle, a late challenge, but it was never a red card. There is no way in football that that can be given as a red card because it was not. Though his thoughts were up, but it was not a dangerous challenge as that because it was like a 50-50 kind of um, yeah. challenge. He was trying to win. The man was driver trying to win the ball. Yeah, and um. I think he actually got the ball. He got the ball at one point, but it, the tackle was late, you get. Yeah. And this is what we got from a guy that is not a DM. He doesn't play as a single DM. He played a double pivot with um, Caicedo at yeah. Brighton and with Enzo too at um, Argentina. So I yeah. just feel like the tackle was late, yes, but it was not a red card at any point. And the fact that um, yesterday during the 3 p.m., um, time the 3 p.m. games. I think all the teams that played yesterday at that same time got a red card. Red card, yeah. And it was not even a, not even a double yellow. It was a straight red card. Yeah. Very very suspicious. Today too, a red card incident. So I don't really know what's going on with the whole red card incident. But I don't think it was a red card. And I feel like the club's hierarchy should protest and maybe um maybe try to reduce it. It's fine. If it's going to like uh, go against it, alright, to pretend against it, it should not even be reduced. It should be totally removed. Like mm. he's not supposed to even be sending. He's supposed to be a yellow card at most. You understand? Mm. Yeah. And the VAR look into it. They just left the on-field um, decision to go, and they didn't yeah. even check it to see if it's gonna be a yellow. And it's just frustrating anyway. I should got it from him. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, let's let's just hope they they review it and uh, maybe he does not serve three match ban or something. Yeah. So moving on, Barcelona. Huh. wins 2-0 against Cadiz. Yeah, oh, it was a really, really tough one for Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, Mekus, what were your thoughts? Because I know they they put you on edge for a bit. 
but they, they eventually got <laughs> the results. Yeah. 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 The the scriptwriters again. They are they are back at it. It was it was a tough one, like you said. Um, yeah. What what I would say about Barca as a team right now is we just love suffering. I mean, we love yeah. we love creating problems for ourselves. And yeah. and the team has a lot of deficiencies. Like I heard when you were talking about Liverpool, looking at your bench, I think that's the same for Baka. We don't have enough depth everywhere. We have players, we have bodies, but they are just potential. So, for instance, now look at the right wing. Rafinha has been um, suspended. Who is playing? A 16 year old. That is good, by the way. He's very good, but he uh. should not be. You look at the um, the other wing. You're having Asufati. You're having Abde. These are players that have not reached their potential, and you are just left with Lewandowski in front, who looks out of form. Our midfield has to be the best place we have talent stocked up, and so we have a lot of midfielders that are not really forward thinking. And so the, the whole thing is not gelling up for, for now. The whole thing is not general for now and um it's, it's something that i know will improve i know i'll be linked with the signing of joao cancelo and some other people and i think when they come in i think this team will really kick on and do great things but yeah it was hard for me all right all right no problem all right also bayern munich yeah on the first match of their opening campaign the <laughs> Yeah, they demolished Werder Bremen 4-0. Yeah, but like, I think the uh, outstanding thing from that match was that um, Kane was able to get his uh, de- de- debut goal. Yeah, personally, I was so happy for um, Kane. He was able to get his Bundesliga debut goal and it was amazing. Personally, I feel um, he's going to be a great addition to the Bayern Bayern squad and maybe um, give them that, give them a push to winning the UCL this season. What, what are your thoughts? Are you, are you doing? Yeah, the thing is, um, Harry Kane is, is a good addition to any anything in Europe. Yeah. You know, he's. Um, I would I would say something from the from the angle of someone that loves Bayern Munich. You know, as a football club, I really feel like since they let. Uh, Lewandowski leave the club. Getting a striker of that caliber, it's it's a good addition to them. If you understand, and uh, yeah. they are a team that is known to to um, go far in European competition. So I feel like Hurricane coming into the squad would would really give them that boost. You understand, not just in in the Bundesliga, like you said, but in the Champions League as well. So so I, I really wish him all the best. You know, he really deserves. All of the things he's a selfless guy, he's a guy that has, that has done a lot for football, in as much as he has not really gotten the accolades, you know, when it comes to silver yeah. ways. But he's a guy that's always been present, you understand, both for yeah. club and country. Yeah. I really, really wish him all the best, sincerely. Yeah, all right. Before we move on to the next session, I think it won't be right for us to move on without touching this particular match and giving credit to whom credit is due, sports. Sports against Manchester United, they were amazing. They um won Manchester United two goals to no nothing, and I think they they demolished Manchester United. And 
they actually showed that they can survive without that hurricane x factor in the team it gave me so i'm really i was really really impressed i'm giving them their flowers on this um, podcast i don't know if you have any thoughts because i know you are the number one my you um should i say opposer the thing is it it's really early i think it's too early to to start um giving accolades for uh-huh. for two games oh let uh-huh. me not say two games i think sports drew the last game yeah they drew against brentford so i wouldn't i wouldn't want us to like give traditional accolade on how far a team can you know so many things can affect a team uh-huh. during this season it can be injuries it's that the change of a coach it can be ownership changes it can be anything mm. it can just be propaganda against the team and so affect the whole morale of the team so mm. it's just trying to go wrong in the team during the course of the season but the thing is as at what I saw yesterday, oh. Paul's played fantastic. It oh. was a game I I did I did I thought I was supposed against Manchester United away last time. Oh. You know, in the same Tottenham um it was it away or at home. Yeah, okay. I think it was the first game they played, they played at Old Trafford. So I watched that game and Sports were all over the place. United were just dishing out dishing passes uh, across them. It was just a mess. But coming to watch um when they played at yeah, this Tottenham um, stadium, yeah. Um last season they drew two two. Yeah. And also to this one that they drew that they want to zero. Just so that there is a particular group, you know, with the way they play Manchester United because I told my, my husband that United yesterday that I watched, I think it was not only a problem with a certain player, it's not like a um, like a tactics problem, you know, like a tactical problem. Something is wrong with their tactics. Maybe the way the man wants to play, that's the hand wants to play. Maybe there's they, they don't have the caliber of players to play that particular style. All to right. understand, like the yeah. was off in that game. Casemiro yeah. was losing wells. He was being run past. Messi yeah. was running up and down. He was not even running in 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 a particular direction. Bruno was forcing passes, forcing shots. Rashford was all over the place. Anthony was a mess. It's, even the defense, everybody was just. So I think it's only Onana that played a little bit better. I think this other guy too played better a little. Bisaka, Shaw was terrible. Everybody was just all over the place. But anyways, I'm saying this thing also from a rival fan. I wish yeah. they don't get their bearing for now. They can continue this their nonsense tactics they are playing because it is. Yeah. Against who? These two wolf outplay them. And my Matus Kuhar was all over United midfield and he was busting the midfield. Yesterday was Yes Bustuma and then this other guy, Mata Sao or something like that. So they were good. And I really just want, I just want them to continue like this for my own peace of mind. So big, big congratulations to the Spanish women national team on winning the FIFA Women's World Cup. Yeah, so, and it's also worth noting that Meku's right here on this podcast some weeks ago uh predicted that they were going to win the um <laughs> the world cup yeah so mikus what did you see this team what did you see this team that made you um know that they were going to win it yeah so um basically this this spanish team had a lot of backup players backup feminine players and so without much amount of um, players from one club representing a country. We saw it during the 2010 World Cup. 
it tends to bring out um it tends to lead to great things and um they already have a base understanding from playing with each other week in week out and it's easier to translate that to the pitch from the starting lineup about nine of these players play for backup feminine and so it was it was easy to see them winning um it's but as for the um prediction for them winning the whole competition it was it was basically a guess i won't even lie to you i just felt like it's there's a hard high possibility that the usa will not repeat it there's a high possibility that um i think england they were coming in strong but there's a high possibility that they might not win it and so yeah um, the and they got to the on paper at least was looking you said because of her and yeah they, and they got to the finals yeah like you 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 had the conviction that they were not going to win it but at least they still got to the finals just because they were a strong team yeah yeah exactly 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 and so um it's it's the finals um was i mean I think you can even speak better to that. It was an interesting final to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really uh, Both teams had their chances. Yeah. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really, really an tr- interesting one. Like, it was a proper final. You could see both teams going on head to head. The goal um Spain managed to score was a world class finish. It was a world class goal. And. After that goal, I think the momentum was 50-50. They both dominated the game, but the thing is that you could see that um, England were not able to convert some of their chances, especially in the first half. So that's why a lot of fans were clamoring that why didn't Lauren James start? Why didn't Lauren James start? Because he's one of their um, most lethal finishers in the team. So, yeah, I think you... In such a match, if you are not able to convert some of your chances, you would get heavily, heavily punished. So yeah, um, are you doing on um, welcome back? Um, what was your experience like in the um, women's World Cup in the just completed women's World Cup? Um, the thing is, I I really enjoyed the the bits of the games I watched. You know, I really couldn't um, watch everything because you know when my country, my country. Yeah, was, time zone. You know, yeah, so the whole zeal to complete the game. Even the final today, I couldn't watch it because I was a little bit busy. But yeah. I was following trend. Um, I was following the updates on the game. You know, firstly, I am very proud of the fact that it got the required attention. Hype. Yeah, yeah. The media, the media, than the last one. Yeah. The media really gave it hype, and the people were growing. Um, they were going. Uh, I don't know how to use this word, but they were quite attracted to the game, you know, when it comes to the female World Cup. Yeah. And I, I really would say that I'm proud. You know, it's something I hopefully by next time we're able to get a better view, you know, a better um hype of of the World Cup from this one. And I would say the the winner Spain from the beginning of the tournament, people were really saying that Spain looks likely to to win the cup and they just did everyone proud, I would say. I'm not saying that I hate England, but the fact that England were the one that kept us out of the World Cup, I never wanted them to, wanted them to win. 
but 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 like Nigerians, why why are we like this sometimes? Like we don't forgive and forget. So because someone knocked us out of the World Cup, we cannot allow them to uh, to win. This is not the first time I'm hearing this thing, and, and I think there should be a start somewhere that says, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking based on facts, but I don't think in any international comp- competition there has been any country that knocked out Nigeria and has gone ahead to win the the competition. I don't think there has been any time in the World Cup, once Argentina knocks Nigeria out, they are not winning it. <laughs> As now, yeah, um, I think same thing with England, but I don't know, I don't know. You, you can. People at home can uh, check the facts and follow up the conversation using hashtag the 90 plus 5 podcast. They definitely wouldn't qualify for the World Cup. I guess now all the World Cup. So yeah. it's just a World Cup. Yeah. 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 You're totally correct. Yeah. So I, I think you've already started answering um, some of my questions already. But like, all right. I know you didn't really follow the competition, but who would you say has been the most standout player from this competition in terms of like uh influence on and off the pitch do you have any player at the back of your mind i don't want to sound biased yeah yeah but, and also i don't want to be incorrect because like i said i really didn't watch much of the mm. women's work up understand mm. you mm. know the timing is really cool like sometimes it can be eight o'clock in the morning sometimes it's at nine in the morning Am okay. I might already be on my way to work or am I be busy at that time? But yeah. I really wouldn't see a particular player stood out for me. But yeah. I will talk about my country. Can I use Nigeria as an example? Sure, sure, sure please go ahead. So I will use Nigeria as an example. I'm more particular about um a a player. I won't I will want to say a particular player because you asked for one. But if you ask me to keep mentioning name, I can keep on going with names. Okay. But but our goalkeeper. Mm. Yeah. She she an amazing goalkeeper. Yeah. I feel like this is our first international game and she did us proud. Yeah. You know, for you to play in that, you know, obviously did you see our group from yeah, maybe yeah. the the group yeah. down to the round of thing yeah. and down to the court. It, it it was beautiful and she she was our standard player all through. You know, yeah. so the way she comes out to to claim crosses, the yeah. way she easily picks up. Even when she's making a mistake, she's immediately trying to rectify her error. Exactly. Those are the things I yeah, that yeah. really for me. Yeah. And also, um, uh, our our winger, uh, sorry, our left and, and right backs, uh-huh. amazing players too. Amazing. Like our defense during this World Cup, either because England tops us and, um, sorry, like dropped us from penalty, our yeah. defense should have been one of the best defense. I'm talking about Alozie, Mitchell, Alozie, and the rest. Yeah. Our defense yeah. during this World Cup were fantastic. I think we considered the less amount of goals from the minutes played. So yeah. it's really showed the things that we played England, we played Australia, we played Canada, we played big, big teams and it really didn't drop. We may not really be scoring more goals, but I really say our goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Big big ups to big ups to Chiamaka Unadozie. Unadozie, I hope I pronounced that well. Yeah, I, I also think she was one of the standout players from the uh, competition um in for Nigeria. But I think let's just talk about this particular. Um, since we're already, we're already started talking about Nigerians, women, football, and all. So, like, first of all, let me just ask you very a question: Have you ever considered like playing football, like, <laughs> like maybe when you were much younger, as a woman growing up? 
or as a young girl growing up, did you ever consider playing football as as a professional or something? The thing is, I never considered it. Are you there? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. I never considered playing football professionally, but when I was in, in the university, I I coach our female team. You know, Whoa, I studied at that's university. Nice. That's nice. <laughs> so yeah. I already had this zeal for football. It's always been in me. You get. Yeah. And um, I really, I really, I think I I'm more of a coach. You know, like an an analyst than yeah. playing the football. You know, all of those people that we know how to use our mouth to build a very big castle in the air, you get. Yeah. But I think I understand more about the analytic part of, of football rather than playing it because I'm not someone that I really cannot run 90 minutes all over the pitch. <laughs> I, I, I get, I get, I get, I get. I'm more, yeah. I'm more, I need to say I'm more of a coaching person rather than playing, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think I can totally relate with that. Like, because um, I was also the coach of my um, department as well back in uni two. So I think Mikus can testify to that because we went to the same school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went to the same school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can say in my prime, I was a good athlete. I think I could kick the ball. I could play the ball. Yeah, I, I was good. Yeah, when I was much younger. Yeah, but like the reason why I asked you that question is because yeah. Up until now, so many like young girls growing up, they've never seen like, especially in Nigeria, I can't speak for people abroad yet. Most of them have not seen football as, as something they can do professionally, maybe because of maybe there's a high barrier to entry and all like that and so on and so forth. But I really love the way the uh, Super Falcons, they've gone out, represented the country well. They've given like a... A, a random and average uh, young female Nigerian that hope that yes they can do it and this is actually possible. I think that's one thing that really stood out for me in this um, campaign. Yeah, Mikus, I don't know if you have any thoughts or anything you would like to add. No, 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 no. just like um, what you guys were saying, it was just good to see us reach that stage of the competition. I mean, not to talk about the um, problems that the team had in terms of payments and other things, yeah. but notwithstanding, we were able to do something nice. I, I, a lot of people were angry about the penalty shootout. I don't get into yeah. that, but I think it's kind of naive for you to think or to demand. Like, they tried their best, to be honest. Penalty is a game of luck. Yeah. And um, and so they made, they made the nation proud. It was a good one for yeah. me. So still, still on Nigeria, yeah, because I feel this is something that we should actually talk about. So how how do you, how do you guys think we can develop as a nation in terms of like female football, women football? How do you think we can? Because I mean, I see the potentials in this our Nigerian women. I know they've won the Afcon in the past, obviously, and I think they can go and if not win the World Cup, at least that. First, that third place we can even target there. But how do you think we can develop, get better, and how do you think we can ever um, get to that stage? Or do you guys even believe we can get to that stage of winning it, or even if we're not winning it, top three in the world? Yeah, let me let me start from you, um, Noel. Are they doing first? Okay. Yeah. Well, firstly, we have I think 
we have um, bad media representation uh, representation all mm. over the world. So, you know, when it comes to Nigeria, I think people are not really seeing us for who, what we can do. You get for the positive aspects of it, and really yeah. affecting us when it comes to our our athletes too. You know, international athletes. Like imagine after we had a very good World Cup um, tournament, yeah. next thing on the media is the fact that our government are not paying. Like I know we're ah. planning to pay the female football team. You understand that is yeah. already a bad um, media representation already on our part. So if instead of us to be talking about how we can hype our players for them to go to big teams, you know we have Oshala, Adibade already in bigger teams. We have um, this our defender, our captain. I think uh, forgotten and Inzi Platrap. I don't know how to pronounce him back. We have all of those players playing teams. And uh, instead of us talk, talking about how we can hype those players, you know, to get more international players coming to play for us. I think in Liverpool, there used to be a lady that used, that lady used to play with Oshana back then. Yeah. I think she left Liverpool for, I think, Real Madrid also. What was her name? Rayson Lababakide. She can represent oh. the country. You know, yeah. so many people. Hurt. Imagine after a tournament we just had, instead of us to be talking about the players and how they really done well, the media is talking about how our government is not even trying to pay them. Wow. And how they might not represent us for the next tournament. You know, all of those things coming together. It's yeah. it, it's a no-no for me. But I feel like um, the players already have the zeal you get. They want to play for the badge. That is something I, I love about them. They are young. Most of them are young players. Most of them even don't have a World Cup experience before. But you see them really strive, like striving to play. You know, they were able to play more than the male counterparts you get for the country. You were seeing them sweating on the pitch. Yeah. You were seeing our defense compact. I'm, I just love the fact that they are defending as a team. You understand? But yeah. I feel like if we're going to go far as a country, we need to um, invest. I would say call it an investment, yeah? We should invest, you know? Maybe maybe they should invest in the female team, organize more friendly games, you know, go for more competitions, try to win more Siwawe. You cannot know how good a team can perform without you testing yourself. So I'm saying I want them to like fix a, a friendly with bigger teams, you understand, like Germany, Spain, France, let them just go out there and test themselves. From there, where the loopholes is, if it's the coach, if it's a particular player, they need to like try to um, bring in player from the youth sector, something. But we need to start somewhere. We cannot just yeah. decide to be a big team all of a sudden. We need to start somewhere. And actually in Africa, we need to start here too. Recently, these are our girls won, I think they won um, Afghan maybe three eyes or so. So it means that they are really there's the, the prospects in those mm. in those um in the team. If we just want to keep on doing what we're doing now. All right, all right. Th- thank you very much. I think that that was really really insightful. And I think you spoke my mind. Actually, we need to develop our PR needs to be very strong. Our government needs to support like sp- like they need to invest in sports in this country in general and try to support these athletes and make them better make them more motivated and all yeah they should be focusing on how to get better on the pitch nothing more nothing else yeah so i think um as we round up for this podcast there has been some um there's this there's been this matter that has been going about in the world of football and all and i think i just want to get your take on this on the 90 plus 5 podcast it's about missing greenwood the manchester united player um we all heard about allegations i don't know yet we heard about allegations 
about what he did with his partner and all and now they are saying they want him back into the team but i think um manchester united fans especially female fans are saying no they don't want missing greenwood back in their squad and all so like what you what do you think about the whole entire situation do you think he should come back my we know mr greenwood is a player with such amazing talents and i think on social media when the whole um, situation came up a lot of evidence were uh, put on the table a lot of things have happened but i think there have been like a sort of settlement at maybe um internally in their own private space but you know like this they say the internet never forgets so you as, as a female yourself i just want to get like what, what, what's your perspective maybe i can understand better what Manchester United with female fans where they're coming from well you know when this thing happened it started last two years that's 2021 okay I was telling uh, I was telling my husband then that this case that I'm looking at is going to be more than yeah you know understand it's going to be more than this yeah but then he was thinking um it might not really be as much but anyways coming down to right now you know in as much as they said you are guilty you're not guilty until proven by the by the courts of law yeah it's just shows that the law already proved now the thing is they didn't, they didn't really i don't know if you notice that they didn't really prove that he's not guilty they just said the lady in question that is the um this uh what's it called the victim withdrew oh. her case and withdrawing your case with, yeah, yeah with all the victims all the witness involved was mm. just tied to the whole the whole um accusation and anything mm. so it really means that the guy wasn't um was innocent it doesn't really mean that the guy was innocent it just means that they just to settle the case outside of court mm. so when it comes to that it now goes down to our moral you know as a fan you know we are first humans before becoming a fan wow. of the football club yeah yeah let me put this thing to myself if it was one of my favorite players let's assume it was Arnold that was in his shoes hmm. would I want Arnold to come back and play for my club ah my brother I will tell you yes would I want Arnold to come back and play for my club yes I will say yes because I'll be looking at that fan view okay my club let's assume now the way Manchester United has been since he left yeah in shambles and try to get their whole attack together and yeah. we know what he can do when he's available yeah. i would say that both from a fan angle but as a human being i wouldn't want him to be a role model to any other um youths again because he's already as a footballer for a club that and i said a lot of people worldwide look up to you and seeing something like that a guy like that coming back to play football and playing like an innocent person what what happens to the mind of younger footballers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, they, 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 they can get away with any anything that they do because they are yeah. footballers or something. Yeah, and it's just they flash under the carpet because they play for a big team. So I really wouldn't want that for the football world. Footballers are meant to be. They are meant to give you that insight on yourself. You know, no, because they don't, just football. Football entails of so many things. Your history, yeah. um, your culture. Your religion, so many things entails and uh, comes together as a football fan. So I really feel like for now, yeah. even if they want to bring him back, you know, we know that he's a footballer, right? That is his dream. That is his dream yeah. career. 
and I wouldn't want to see someone lose a career over um, an event that that would be out time as a mistake here yeah? because it's still a young boy. So yeah. I would feel like you're not supposed to loan him, loan him for like two seasons yeah. outside outside um, Europe because if he's still in Europe, the media will still be on him. Yeah. Loan him to Qatar, or another 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 place outside Europe that the media will still will not really have this much um, this thing on him. Then uh, maybe. Maybe when they sell the club eventually, he can start getting back. Like, does that reintegrating him back into the squad little by little? I think by down by that time, uh, the whole this thing would have died down. And he needs yeah. to publicly do a a press conference admitting oh, yeah. that he was wrong. Not that the court has indicating. Yeah, he needs to accept that he was wrong. Maybe before his loan move elsewhere, he needs uh, to accept that he was wrong. Then maybe maybe. That that will make things really tricky. That that will make that will make things really really tricky. Yeah, like during the press conference, like I, I know whoever is his PR like specialist, I don't think he's going to av- advise him to do a press conference because that would you know, it will blow a lot of things out of proportion. Wherever they are trying to manage, will just like come out to to broadly like some things like that. Yeah. Because right now the club cannot afford to let him go because it's an asset to the club, and then it's an asset to England. You understand? So so many things are in stake here. So whatever they're looking at, but they need to appeal to the conscience of people outside, like the outside fans. Because um, if you realize, I think I didn't know if you noticed this story about yeah. this guy Mendy. Mendy yeah. was supposed to sign for a club. The yeah. fans were protesting in the, in the stadium during their game. They don't yeah. want the rapist. I'm sorry to use that word. Yeah. At the club, you see that fans already, fans culture. You do you know the amount of backlash Greenwood will be getting at away games. Yeah. His head will be his head will be hot. He needs to, in fact, he needs to go for therapy by the time the season is done because so many, so many things will be thrown at him. You will know what happened to Zuma. Zuma was yeah. even because of um you know animal or uh, animal insult or sorry, animal assault or something. Yeah, you know it was for Greenwood and 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 a club for Manchester United that was that is hated by virtually all the teams in England. It will be terrible in away games in European competition. So many things. Yeah. So I just feel they should loan him for yeah. now. All right, all right. Thank you very much for coming on. Noel Ali doing firsty. We really really appreciate you. I think because you are the first female person to come on this podcast. <laughs> yeah welcome well yeah wow welcome um thank you very much listeners for taking time out from your busy schedule to listen to the night nice plus five podcast no are they doing first how can the fans get get in touch with you maybe they want to interact with your tweets just follow up on this conversation where is the best place they can get in touch with you twitter instagram facebook where 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 Okay, um, I have I have a Twitter uh, a Twitter account, an Instagram account, a Facebook account, but I'm majorly um, more active on Twitter. Yeah. And I think I'll drop my Twitter handle just in case. Yeah. Um, it's at Noel Adedoni F I one. Mm. So that F I one stands for Firsty, but I just shortened it to F I one. Yeah. And that one is is the number number one. Uh-huh. So just at Noel Adedoni F I one. I think that's my Twitter handle. All right, all right, there you have it. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. Stay safe, God bless you. Bye bye for now. Bye.